So anyway, we have a Charizard costume if you want to borrow it. Uh, snap! Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Ministry Booster Podcast. Uh, Chad, this is a little bit overdue. We talked about doing one of these, and then we got sidetracked with some obscure things and recorded some things. And so, anyway, we're back talking about some of our house rules for student ministry. We're going to highlight some of these over the next few weeks for different things. But Chad, spooky season. I like that you always call it spooky season. <laughs> That's what the kids call it. It's fine. Spooky season. But people like to, you know, they'd like to duck it out. Yep. Uh, I, I will notice at the gym, there's been a lot of more folks wearing orange and black. I don't know if that's because it's like OSU Cowboys. Bro, season I was about or... to. I thought you were going to say that you had people dressing up at the gym. <laughs> Dude, listen, that's the only thing Planet Fitness is meeting is costumes at 5 a.m. I mean, that's that's an experience. That's we, a late night workout. We crowd. do have some folks at my Planet Fitness that probably don't know who they are, but that's a different part what's of the, the wor- <laughs> What's the worst costume? Like, okay, you're on the elliptical. <laughs> a, g- a grown man shows up next to you. <laughs> if He's wearing what costume is uh, the one that you just lose it over? Any of those ones that it's like someone's like carrying you? Have you seen those like runaway alien ones <laughs> where it's like your legs are fake inflatable legs that it looks like they're carrying you? If he came up running beside me like the alien was carrying him and chasing. That would I, make sense though. Or two men in a horse costume. <laughs> because if you could pull that off on the treadmill of coordinating the four legs to run together, I'm in. Like I get it. It's a regimen. Oh, I'm a part God. of it. Yeah. Like it's just straight up. It's not elliptical. It's equestrian. There. I mean, this is an idea for someone. Yeah. Please do not get kicked out of Planet Fitness or your gym. Work with the gym owner. <laughs> Work with but, the gym owner. Dude, there are there is some student ministry gold videos. Yeah. Of working out in costume at a gym. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can yeah. you imagine like hidden camera? Just doing bench presses in a sumo suit. And then Dracula comes in. Oh, dude. Gives you a spot. <laughs> Full cape, just full cape, just coming in. Oh, just Frankenstein, like stepping up to the bar, just just doing <laughs> one, <laughs> two. <laughs> it's a thing. Uh, you know, feel free to make that your TikTok. What, okay, what are your what are your kids going to be for Halloween? Okay, so the boys this year, I mean, they were so funny about it. Last year, we were the Pokemon family, like we were all Pokemon, um, and then uh, like Karen was the trainer, we were the Pokemon, so. Um, I have a Charizard costume for you. Were you Charizard? No, Isaiah was. He he was like full flappy wings and ready to go. Were you the turtle? Yes, the, the, the squirtle turtle. You were? <laughs> yeah, the turtle costume. Um, uh, this year, Isaiah got one of the inflatable ones where it looks like he's riding a dinosaur. Amazing. So he was really excited about that. He's, he's in second grade now, so he appreciates kind of like the funny costumes or whatever. <laughs> Getting into this weird thing, and I'm, I still want to ask him why. He's like, I guess he's just like value conscious. Like he got an eight pack of costumes that are all like little mask and capes, but they don't always, they don't all make sense. Like there's the Batman one. Yeah. So it's a little like cheapy black mask and a cape. And then it came with a slap bracelet for every of the eight characters. And there's like a Superman one, which is weird because he didn't wear a mask, but it is a mask and a cape. But then it's it just a middle-aged Caucasian guy <laughs> in a cape. Um, and there's like a Wonder Woman one. It's like a Wonder Woman kind of like, you know, like yeah. masquerade mask and a cape. But then it goes off the rails and there's an Iron Man mask and an Iron Man 
cape, <laughs> and then there's a Spider-Man mask and a Spider-Man cape. Well, you have to, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, like, when has Spider-Man ever worn a cape? Like, why is that? The, it's just, like, this really weird, like, they had, like, basically, like, a, like a lot of, like, red, black, blue capes, and they're just doing iron-on stuff. I don't know, Karen found it on some, like... Halloween pack. And so now he's like, he's like, I'm going to change. So this was the line that won me though. I guess he's thinking during the course of the Halloween parties that we go to, he's going to change his costume. Oh, that's not going to cause any problems. Who's like, who is this kid? Like he's trying to think through how to get extra candy. Like one minute he's Batman. The next minute he's Superman. Oh, they'll never, dead. they'll never know. They'll never know. This cute little blonde headed boy was all these different characters. So, what was Malia. your, what was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Uh, my mom, two years in a row, knocked it out of the park uh, for my brother and I. When we were in first or second grade, uh, she did a full, like, homemade, like, went to Joanne Fabrics, got the, like, uh, uh, like sewed together, got the pattern for Ninja Turtle costumes that had, like, she had, like, a padded shell. Yeah. So it wasn't just, like, a flat shell. Like, there was, like, a structure to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that year that I think he was... Leonardo and I was either Donatello or Raphael. I forget which ones we were, but it was like, like we had like the like the leggings, stockings, and like different layers, and like the belt, and like the shell went over and had like, like some substance to it. That was a really solid year. Um, but then the year after that, she did Power Rangers costumes. Amazing. And I was so brother was Red Ranger because he loved Jason. I was Green Ranger, uh, and it had like a headpiece that was like it wasn't a full mask, but like went over your head and velcroed, and like it was like the gloves and the boots and the whatever. But she made that gold shield shoulder yeah. plate that the Green Ranger had, and bro, I <laughs> I felt like a million bucks because I went to the store, the toy store, and bought the dagger he had. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna call a little dragon sword. Wow. Do, 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 do. Yeah, it was awesome. Fourth grade, I went as Aladdin, shirtless. I did. <laughs> Well, I went. I, That's a pale Aladdin. Yeah. Well, here's the deal, man. I was a little. I was already overweight, and so I'm rocking like parachute pants and an open vest, just shirt. Did you have the cummerbund? Did you have a little little, little silk cummerbund? Yeah, but I think by, I think by little, the end of the pillbox hat. I think by the end of the night, it was just around my waist, just loose. Yeah, it's just a cloth belt. Just wiping nacho cheese. Yeah, off basically, your I look like a really like inappropriate doorman. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. Last like, call. Should we give this guy our bags? Are they going to make it up to the hotel room? What a bellhop. Yeah. Why is he not wearing his shirt? <laughs> He's off the clock. I remember going up to doors and people are just like, what, what are you? What are you? <laughs> Did you have like a little pet abu or like a rolled no, up carpet man. or anything? No, no. I just. Did you have like a Jasmine, like a neighbor friend goes no, Jasmine? just a little. Just solo Aladdin? Yeah, just fourth grade. Oh, that's the question. Chip and Dale dancer. <laughs> Chris He's a big fan of Chris Farley's comedy, man. He loves it. Yeah, yeah. We're Swayze. Um, that's a question to ask is, what's the most awkward solo costume from an ensemble? Like, who's like who's like the most alone without having like the other folks there with them? Because that, I mean, because you can go as a solo Power Ranger or whatever, yeah. right? Like, who who is someone that's just like, man, I don't know what's going on over there. Well, so. I'm telling you right now, a little white kid in the fourth grade <laughs> rocking Aladdin. Kind of weird. <laughs> He's a prince of Persia indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one was weird. Uh, I also went back to back years, same costume. 
Okay. Of extra uh, mileage. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I was a green dragon. Okay. Um, and then went green dragon again the next year because my mom put in a lot of effort. Yeah. Like your mom. Yeah. 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 She, I mean, she sold the whole thing. Uh, custom. Yeah. But uh, when you're young, the amount that you grow between one year to the other. So I went like great looking suit first year green dragon green salamander the next year <laughs> second year like the sleeves don't quite go to my, to my wrist oh well you know he's just he's emerging from his shell that's it Me and my Shed mom still laugh about that whole oh, thing yeah you got a good one you got to hold on to it in the working household we all had this one clown costume when we were like one or two that we all have pictures of us in because mom had it that was like a fancy like it was like tool and whatever and so it's just maybe that's why we talked about in a few episodes ago like i'm not afraid of clowns is like yeah. there's really horrifying pictures of me as a tiny clown so <laughs> it's just not can't be scared if you've seen yourself if you peered into your soul and seen the darkness you know so what's well, malia doing this year uh last she, year you guys were piglet piglet and poo. yeah i was piglet she was poo <laughs> <That's right>. um <laughs> which talking What's the the online meme of like the uh, wish dot com version? Like you ordered it and you were thought you were getting it. Here's what I wanted. Here's what I got. Just a giant piglet. <laughs> Just a giant piglet. I'm a very large uh, piglet. That's a big piglet. Uh, yeah. That pig that pig is grand champion that's the here in a couple dread, of years. Yeah. Um no, yeah. So this this year, the four H piglet. <laughs> I haven't had that pig on oats for far too long. Um, I uh, she's going as uh, Marshall from the Paw Patrol. Solid, okay. Which is weird because she hasn't really been watching a lot of that. <laughs> Um, but for whatever reason, it was it, it was like definitive. Like I want to be Marshall. For, oh no, debate. Okay, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if she thinks there's going to be a fire truck or not. But okay, we'll see. You better put the chase one on. <laughs> I, you know, I haven't really thought about how I'm gonna if I'm gonna dress up. If you're so gonna, I may be the fire truck. Be the fire truck. It's gonna have a ride on your back. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, we'd love to hear from you, friends. What are you and your kids going uh, for Halloween? It's always a fun dress it up for Chunk or Treat. Um, which, by the way, can we just talk about like Chunk or Treat season is, is getting out of control? <coughs> like, I feel like churches are working in collusion. I think we have like four Chunk or Treats to go to this year. Because instead of it being a Halloween competitive option, it's now become like the citywide option. And dude, you could go to a trunk or treat for six days in a row in Tulsa if you wanted to. So just however you want to work the mileage on that trunk or treat. I appreciate everybody out there doing the Thursday, Friday, Saturday AM, Saturday midday, Saturday night, Sunday after church trunk or treat runs before that Monday night Halloween. I appreciate it. Okay, I have a real problem at my house. With trunk or treat? Well, no, at Halloween. Okay. I we have these like outside lights that are uh solar powered. Okay. Okay that are on our house that just automatically come on at night and we're unable to turn them off. And so when our, when our house runs out of candy, we still have lights on. Nice. And so I, last year we were putting Malia to bed and we just still had kids ringing the doorbell. <laughs> Cause the lights came The on. lights are on. Right? Yeah. You're ready to go. Well, I, mean, I couldn't get my house dark enough inside. You just need to hang that sign out there, I guess. 
What do you say? Just go away? <laughs> just go. Be gone. <laughs> okay, so we're going to talk about house rules, right? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. house rules. Now, when you say house rules, like, for us, there there are some ways that we've, like, internally just been talking about, like, hey, for, for people in Booster, or yeah. people just connected to this idea... Of like, a healthier version of what student is, ministry. What does good student ministry look at like where, you know, it's beyond just like good student ministry happens at 630 on Wednesday night. Yeah. You know I mean? So, I mean, uh, this is a little bit borrowed from some of our friends in student ministry that have adopted language uh, that instead of like, these are the rules, yeah. uh, it's more of like, you know, kind of like a code of ethics sounds too deep. It's just the way that we act when we hang out together that are positively reinforcing certain kinds of yeah. behaviors, conversation topics. It's 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 a way to frame things around stuff without saying, don't do that. It's saying like, this is who we try to be yeah. when we hang out together or whatever. So one of our friends, uh, I think two of them, so I'll, I'll say I think both Ryan and Chris do this. Uh, one of their house rules is no one sits alone. Mm. So in student ministry gatherings, Sunday, midweek, special events, if anybody is kind of seen off to the side by themselves, both at the adult volunteer level, student leadership level, or really even just the grassroots of any student there, one of the house rules is you don't sit alone. Mm-hmm. And so you're encouraged that if you see if 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 Frankie's sitting alone, that you would go over and sit next yeah. to him or whatever, or, or invite them in that they That's would not cool. feel us alone. Um, so for us, we wanted that in a culture of student ministry leaders um, that they would have similar house rules of. <laughs> how we talk about what we're working on, who we are, and how we gather. And so one of the ones that's kind of become, uh, I don't know, uh, endemic or kind of uh, almost vernacular in our community is care over compare. Yeah, uh, that's it's, it's on stickers. It's on our actually our season four shirt that some folks will be getting in the mail any day now. Ooh. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, thanks, Nate, for doing that. Uh, so care over compare is one. We talked about some of the other ones a few episodes ago. But the one that I wanted to get into, because we had some feedback on this one, because it was like, we agree but say more. That yeah. was kind of the language is work hard, rest hard. Mm. And I think there's, there's kind of, there's a lot of stuff bound up in that. And I kind of wanted to unwind, unpack some of that with our listeners in a way that I think promotes it in a healthy view. Cause I, I don't want people to hear work hard, rest hard as some like Christian subculture minister lingo around hustle. Because that's something um, that we've actually spoken a little bit against in some breakouts over the last year is um, our concern over hustle culture, Mm. um, that whoever works the hardest wins. I don't know if that's a Christian ethic. I don't see that modeled in Scripture that whoever puts the most time in is the winner. Um, And I think some folks like to feel busy without understanding what it means. Uh, but the thing that I guess I'm nervous about is I don't want here to folks to think that work hard, rest hard uh, uh, is the invitation uh, that, you know, we're critiquing hustle culture to the point that like we're approving or condoning a certain like of laziness. Mm. And I think that's the kind of the tension we want to ride is that I don't think just because you put in a hundred hours, you're more faithful than 40 hours. Like I don't think you should celebrate like how busy you are. But I, I do think that we're called to a level of work or toil or at least ethic around our work that would be modeled with like hard work in mind um, and that we would not have people disapprove of our workmanship uh, because we took shortcuts or the easy way out. Mm. So, yeah, I think, I think, um, this, the idea of work hard, we'll, we'll kind of start, we'll start there. the first half of work hard. Um, 
one of the things that I found for myself to be true, and as I talk, as we've had conversations and we've talked to others, there are times in ministry career where I felt like I've been working hard, when in all reality, it's just stress and anxiety. Mm, you've been busy, but not working hard. Yeah, it's it goes back to a statement that you made a long time ago that like like sometimes just thinking about the work, right, is like the overwhelming part. Right. That when we actually begin to do and get it done, like it takes far less time than we thought about it. Yeah. But then like the procrastination of the work and the like loom that it has over you can actually make it feel like you have a lot more to do. Yeah. Because I like it, it goes back to that like scenario, like, when you're in college, right, or in high school, yeah, you feel like you're really busy. You know what I mean? Like all the time. What's well, the busiest you've ever been? It is. It's the busiest you've ever been. You got a lot going on. And then the next stage of your life comes. And you're like, oh my gosh, high school was so easy. Right. And you're do- <laughs> you're doing, yeah, you're now doing like school, college work. And a job. And a job. Yeah, yeah. And volunteering at a church. Yeah. And then like the next stage of life comes and you're like, Working full time, a little bit of seminary on the side, seminary maybe, on the side, maybe you're and married, kids, kids. you know yep. what I mean? Yep. And 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 then there's always that thought of like, oh man, if I could just go back. That's a hundred percent one of the actually premarital counseling bits that I share with folks because we talk about like time conflict and yeah. some of the other things. Um, is that you you as a couple never had as much time as you did yesterday. Mm. That whatever whatever you're doing today, you had more time yesterday than you do today. Because so many of them are like, I wish you would have done more trips or yeah. like, do it now. Because when you have more responsibilities and kids and things, it's really hard to be like, we're going to cycling club on Saturday mornings. And I'm like, yeah. not when you got kids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and so I think that for us, it's the reality that like to truly work well and hard, it's really being honest with ourselves at some level and asking like do i do i actually have a lot of work or is the compounding like anxiety of the oh, worry around the well work. i've got to go i've got to go to the football game tonight too yeah and then if we're really honest with ourselves we we spent three hours in the office, like scrolling and sitting there with a cursor on a, you know what I mean? A talk that we've got to write and we didn't really get a lot of it done. Um, You know, it it goes back to that, like, you know, that thing in college that it's like, you know, you had an entire nine weeks to write that research paper. Yeah. And you waited until the night before. So you're super stressed out. Yeah. But for eight and a half weeks, you, and, yeah. you stressed and the, very little. Right. And the reality of it is, is like, how long did it take you to write that research paper? Right. Well, it took you four hours. Yeah. But in your mind, it was a nine-week research paper. Right, right. And so it was always there. It was looming. And I think sometimes, like, we can get into that same mindset when we when we have this like general view of like all of these things have to be done, which in our world, like that's true. Like there's always another Wednesday coming. There's always more to do. That's right. And, and there's all, there is always more to do. And so until you really sit down and go, okay, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. And I'm going to work hard at it. Then it's really hard to like ever feel like you have that balance. Cause for some of us, and I would say that you're somewhat this way, like, you will find that other thing 
right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're constantly tweaking and making it better um, instead of just going, okay, this is the plan. We're going to carry out the plan. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, um, and we've talked about this in some other episodes that I'll link below, um, but it's really important to have a plan or a system for your work if the nature of your work is you're always going to have more to do. Um, it, it, ministry is a somewhat always unfinished yeah. business. Uh, I think that's where having really clear boundaries of when you're working on stuff and what you're working on. Um, one of the links I'll share is related to a video that we did about like the seven habits of work every week. There's kind of seven main areas of work that need to happen every week um, and mapping those to the week. Like you can't be sermon writing every single day. Um, but if you can give Monday afternoons to the task, then you can, you know, commit the time to that moment. Or if Thursday is always a leader lunch, you're going to have lunch with one of your leaders every Thursday, then you don't have to worry about Tuesday not having lunch with the leader yeah. because Thursday's coming and that's what you do on Thursdays. Or if Wednesday is get the youth room ready, you don't have to stress about it being a little bit in disarray Tuesday morning because you know what Wednesday is for. Yeah. And I think there are some categorizations of like the stuff that needs to be done. When you first start, you're trying to figure that out. But the longer you're at somewhere, the more you should be able to figure out some of those things so that you can create a little bit of margin along the way for the new things that may come up. Or when things do come up, you have a place to put them. Like, yeah. you know, Sunday, someone's like, I really want to meet with you this week. You're like, well, I, I, I reserve Thursday afternoons for that. Let's, let's try yeah. to get some time either this Thursday or next Thursday. That's a great answer instead of like, oh, tomorrow it's me. Yeah. Well, tomorrow you already had it committed. You were already pot committed on Monday. Well, so, so. I think that just naturally, like, people are people, right? Yeah. And we work in a job that there's no clear-cut accomplishment a lot of times. Sure, sure. And so it's like, like I, I see guys that like mow yards, right? Yeah. And it's like... The yard is finished. The yard's <laughs> finished, right? Like at some point, like for you're, ten days, and then come back and mow it again. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a sense of accomplishment. Yeah, and I think that while discipleship, there's no sense of accomplishment. We have to build things into our rhythm of work that give us a little bit of the understanding that even if it's for the day, like the day is done. Yeah, because. A lot of times when we don't have that, and it's just this like overwhelming, looming like camp is coming. Yeah, yeah. Then we we will come home with work still on our minds, and we only give our family like a portion of us or half time. And I think that's the part of the work hard that I would want to solidify is that working hard means that when it's time to work, you give it all that you got. So that when it's time to rest, you can give rest the same amount of focus and intensity um, that you were giving work. Uh, So a friend of ours who's a pastor, Nick, talks about that a lot of us are afraid to rest because some of us haven't worked hard enough Mm. to feel justified in our rest. We procrastinated. We work half-heartedly. We doom scroll. We flip through. We... uh, put off, procrastinate, pacify. And so we get to Saturday and instead of enjoying a Sabbath with our family, coffee, football, life, enjoyment, we're like, man, I didn't really finish my talk for Sunday. Yeah. And so you so you end up riding and not not because you didn't have time earlier or or, or maybe you legitimately didn't anyway, but most of the time the Saturday afternoon special 
was born out of not saying enough no's on a Tuesday or Thursday so you could fully enjoy the Saturday. Yeah. I I would 100% agree. I, I It comes back to me, and this is something we've talked about, and I want to fle- flesh it out even more, but I think a lot of times we think we need rest when actually we need peace. Yeah. And I think those are really confusing things to know what you need in the moment. Yeah. That it's like I've become anxious mm. about the work and my own self-worth that's tied up to it. Yeah. That I think what I need is rest. Busy me a, is better me. Right. Yeah. I need a vacation or whatever. When in reality, like what I need is peace. Mm. Like I need this peace of detaching my self-work, my self-worth from my work. Uh, detaching like... Um, this feeling of accomplishment or that somehow like I'm doing a good job as a pastor yeah. um, outside of just like this calling that God has on my life. Yeah. And I think when we start to really get wise and we can step back, um, I hate to say this because I know that we're all different, but I think there's sometimes this like, crown that we like to wear that it's like oh we work really really hard and we're always super busy and i think we've got to say like not always right like not always there are seasons where it is that it may not be every saturday but there better be a season of saturdays yeah yeah yeah. but there are also seasons in student ministry that is really quiet yeah and i think sometimes we don't play the long game enough and that we wait until camp season to start planning camp. Yeah. Instead of utilizing slower times to spread things out. Yeah. And to map that syllabus across the whole the semester. whole thing, man. Instead of just thinking week to week. Yeah. Um, we've got it. We've got to think in broader swaths of like planning and getting ready to where we're not waiting until Wednesday afternoon to write that talk. Yeah. As if we didn't know Wednesday was coming. That talk's already written. Yeah. Um, and we can take seasons to do that. Yeah. I mean, that goes not only into our own rest, but even the rest of our of our student ministry and, yeah. and seasons in that. And um, we've I think we've got to get more wise when it comes to this work rest cycle. That I think that and I, I know that for you and deeper conversations that we've had it's our biggest pushback against this hustle culture yeah. is because the whole hustle culture is just entrepreneurial mindset of bigger, bigger. Yeah. And what we want to dive into for ourselves is the spiritual work that's happening, not only in the ministry, but in our own life and this calling that God has for us to be obedient to the work that we're doing. Um, but to also experience rest with him. Mm, that's good. Well, this is one for us. It matters a lot. And we would hope that in your conversation with fellow ministers, um, as they're talking about their plate of things to get done, uh, their workload, their schedule, when they talk about how busy they are, that you would invite them to a conversation about work and rest and to meet both with the same intensity and integrity.
Hey, thanks for listening. We'd love your feedback, either in an email or a rating or review. You can hit that up on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Reef Ministry Booster. Uh, you can leave whatever review you want, whatever rating you want, or send all comments to either Zach at YouthMinistryBooster.com or Chad at YouthMinistryBooster.com. We'd love to hear from you.